The eighth letter in the Hebrew alphabet is the letter Ches. The phonic of the Ches is a Ch. There is no such sound in the English alphabet. Usually a C and H together represent the Ch. If you put a Patach under the Ches, it's Cha. The vowel, the Kamitz, would be a Cha. And as we explained earlier that the vowels under the letters are like the soul to the body. The letters are the body and the vowels are the soul. The graphic design of the Ches is a Vav and a Zayin and a Chatoitores, which means an upside down V that unites the letter Vav and Zayin together. We explained earlier that the Vav represents the male and the Zayin represents the female. And therefore the letter Ches coming together brings the male and the female under the marriage canopy for marriage, which is also the first meaning of the letter Ches is Chupa, which is the marriage canopy, or Chasuna, which is marriage, or Chasun, which is the groom, or Tan. And why is it a Ches? If you look at the chupa, it is shaped like a ches. Because the ches alludes to the fact that there are three partners in marriage. There is the vav, the male, the zayin, the female, and the chatoitores, the, the upside-down v, which alludes to God that is beyond man. And that is also the idea of the marriage canopy, the chupa, that surrounds the man and the woman, bringing God's covenant and God's peace and tranquility into the home. So, another meaning for Ches is Chitas Alikim, the, the fear of God, or Mikoel Hashem Yechas Ashur, that from the voice of God, Assyria will be devastated. That's from Isaiah 30, verse 31. And then we have from Samuel, Ki Yechatu Merivav, may God shatter the enemies. So the word Ches can also mean destruction and devastation and fear. And in marriage, we know that a husband is not allowed to put fear on his wife. On the contrary, there has to be a mutual respect. As it said in the Code of Jewish Law, that... A man should love his wife as much as himself and respect his wife more than himself. Furthermore, it says that one must be careful not to abuse his wife with words, for we know that tears flow freely by women. And if a woman is made to cry, then God will bring his wrath upon that individual. So swift swift retribution will come upon that individual. And therefore, the rabbis would tell their students, respect your wives in order that you become rich. For the blessing of wealth in the home is in the merit of the woman. So this is the ches. On one hand, it could be chasuna, it could be marriage, it could be joy and love. On the other hand, if you don't bring God into the marriage, and you only have man and woman without God, then the marriage will turn into devastation. The gematria of Ches is eight.
Eight also represents the Brit Mila, the circumcision that took place on the eighth day. Also, the Kinar of Mashiach, the harp of the Messiah, will be eight. Also, if you add the Vav and the Zayin in the letter Ches, as we stated earlier that the Ches is made up of two letters, the Vav and Zayin. The Vav has the gematria of six, and the Zayin has the gematria of seven. Six and seven is thirteen, which is the same as the word Ahava, which is love. That is the purpose of marriage, which is love between husband and wife. It is also the gematria of the word echad, which is one. Also equals 13, for it's the unity between husband and wife. So what is the connection between marriage and the circumcision? What is the concept of the circumcision? That is called a bris. It's called a covenant. A marriage is also a covenant. What is a covenant? A covenant, the Alter Rebbe tells us, is when two people love each other. They say, let us make a covenant that we will always be together. Because there might come a time that perhaps we decide not to be together with each other. So this covenant will tie us together. That even though we will go through difficult times together, we will have the strength to endure one the other. And this will give us the ability to forever be one. And there's a covenant between a Jew and God, and God and a Jew. Because we are married to God, and God is married to us. God being the groom, and we being the bride. So God tells us, He will provide for us, like the groom. He will give us sustenance, and health, and long life, and parnasa, whatever we need. And we in return, as His wife, promise Him that we will keep the Torah and the mitzvot, and all the good deeds that God wants from us in the Torah. However, sometimes the husband cannot bring home a living. Sometimes God doesn't give us what we need. Yet we have a covenant with God. We say, even though God, you didn't perform properly, still know we are going to keep your Torah and your mitzvahs. And in the reverse, God has a covenant with us. That if we don't do the Torah, and we don't do the mitzvahs exactly the way we're supposed to, still know God has a promise to us and a covenant to us to protect us and to bless us and to give us health and sustenance. So really a covenant is something that is beyond logic. It's beyond intellect. Intellect says break, yet the super-rational intellect says stay together. And God promises He will never forsake the Jewish people. This is a covenant. And this is the power of marriage. And this connection between God and the Jewish people will be realized when the Mashiach comes. When he will play the harp of eight strings. Because seven represents nature. There are seven days to the week. There are seven years to the sabbatical year. There are seven sabbatical years to the jubilee year. The Torah and creation are in cycles of seven. Eight transcends time and space. This represents the Messianic era. This rep represents the ultimate marriage between God and the Jewish people.